0: Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch the Muppet movie two minutes at a time and then talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand.
1: And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe.
0: And joining us today, we have a returning, very special guest star,
2: Julia Gaskell. Tough Pigs writer slash frog kissing podcast co-host.
0: Hooray. (laughs) Welcome back, Julie. I'm so glad you could join us for these minutes.
2: Good to be back.
0: All right. Well, today we are looking at minutes 47 and 48 of the Muppet movie, which means that we are at the halfway point. The movie is 96 minutes long. That's that's
1: crazy. Does it feel like we've watched half of the Muppet movie?
0: It does. It feels like we have seen a third of the Muppet movie at most. (laughs) Right. But... Uh, We begin these two minutes with Kermit muttering about Piggy's mistaken invitation to Hollywood, but that's followed quickly by Gonzo launching into the sky on balloons. And we end with Gonzo on the roof of the station wagon, two minutes later. So, you might uh, guess that this segment involves a lot of Gonzo flying around with balloons, and you would be right. Yes. So, we start with Gonzo launching into the sky, and what I love there is that Camilla just freaks out about it. She's so worried she seems like she is worried he's going to die and gonzo just yells in excitement (laughs) he is so happy
1: yeah well i mean you would be concerned if your wife suddenly launched into the sky with a bunch of balloons
0: actually i think Roz and i would like i would be camilla freaking out and she would be gonzo excited she
1: would have the same reaction if
0: if, if this exact thing happened yes it would be (laughs) the exact same thing
1: so so you have the camilla gonzo dynamic we,
0: we really do. And they were on top of our wedding cake. So. Oh, perfect. Not a, a coincidence.
2: That is adorable. Thank you. Uh,
0: but yeah, so um, anyways, I love that. Um, one thing I noticed here for the first time is I never thought about it. Gonzo, as he's flying up, there's harp music playing, which suggests like angels, heaven, oh. right? Gonzo's in heaven flying around up in the sky. Yeah, it kind of—it it,
1: it kind of is his heaven, though, because we we see very quickly that he loves it up there,
0: right? Exactly. So I wonder if that's what they're going for with the harps. I don't know. It just seems like it. you know the stereotypical image of angels playing harps or whatever.
1: Could be. Um, there's a joke right here that I love a lot, where Kermit says. Gonzo, what are you doing? And he says, about seven knots. It's so good. Which I've said this a few times before, so if anyone's writing these down, add this to the list of my very favorite (laughs) jokes in the movie.
0: Well, and um, another one that I had no idea what it meant when I was a kid. And actually, you want to know how I learned what that joke meant? Yes, I did. I was reading an encyclopedia brown book and a guy who claimed to be a sea captain entered a sea captain's painting contest and he said that he's drawing a boat going... 15 knots per hour and encyclopedia brown is like no knots is short for nautical miles per hour so he would just say 15 knots so he's no sea captain so he has to return the prize money wow and that's how i learned what knots were in this
1: context encyclopedia brown Uh, cracks the case once again sure did the question is though what is a sea captain painting contest
0: it's something they only have in idaville
1: (laughs) obviously would
0: be the answer (laughs) So anyways, yeah, no, that's a great Gonzo line, though.
1: I agree. And he is the great Gonzo. He's
0: the great Gonzo. There you go. Yes. Yes, he is. Um, So, and then Kermit says to the car, Fozzie says, yes, sir. Which, is that the start of, like, Kermit being Fozzie's boss?
1: I guess. Has he said not said sir in this movie at the this point? I don't think
0: so. I mean, he said, like you know, move right along, Fozzie. And he said, like, yeah, right? I don't think he said yes, sir. Maybe he has. Huh. We should have checked. I want to go back and check now and re-record all episodes. Let's do it.
2: Start over to from the, the beginning. beginning.
0: <laughs> to find out. Uh, Julia, how would you really like
1: to be our guest on the, the previous 22 episodes?
2: Okay, I can do that.
1: All right, we're going to record them all right after this. Uh, no, what's really fascinating to me there, though, is that Piggy,
0: Fozzie says yes, sir, and Piggy goes, oh! or. Goo or two. Can you guys tell what she's saying?
2: I thought it was ooh.
0: Just ooh? That, that would certainly make the most sense.
2: Yeah, which is maybe why I just assumed that's what she said.
0: Right. I think I just, like, heard a phantom consonant sound <laughs> at the beginning, but maybe that was just me. I don't know. Anyway, she's very excited. Yes. I love Piggy's enthusiasm here.
2: Yeah, she's had a big day. Like, in the span of, like, what, six minutes? She's like fallen in love with a frog, found out that she's going to go to Hollywood. And then suddenly this whatever is being like flown through the sky with balloons.
0: And she won a beauty pageant.
2: And she won a beauty pageant. She's having (laughs) the best day. Wow. Yeah.
1: This also is a really good sort of trick on the part of the writers to get Piggy in the car. Like she's now joined the group because this crazy chaotic thing happened and she just kind of jumped in the car along with the rest of them while it was happening. Yeah, right. and they're
2: too, they're both Fozzie and Kermit are like, they're so distracted, they can't really like, they don't pay attention to Piggy quite as much and so she kind of gets away with just getting in the car with them.
0: Right, right. Well, and even to the point when we see the car driving, Piggy says, Kermit, you're a born leader. And Kermit, who is a born leader, ignores her and says, now where is he? Like, that's what I love is that like, he doesn't, I am not I'm sure he's actually leading the group to find Gonzo. And then that leads us into one of the best jokes in this movie, Right Frog, which is a good joke, but Kermit saying, What? That's cute. <laughs> is, what, is what makes it one of the best. That's like yeah. one of those perfect, like, Kermit is in charge of the chaos. Kermit is
1: rolling with the punches touches that I love so much.
2: Yeah, it's a really nice moment.
1: Yeah, it's a nice little punctuation mark on that joke. Um, so,
0: anyways, that and anything else about the, you know, leading up to where we see Gonzo? Like, anything else about Kermit and Piggy and Fozzie here that you guys had?
1: No, I just have some stuff about Gonzo's actual flight.
0: All right, then, let's move on, because that's most of what we see here, right? Is that Gonzo is actually flying up above the Earth, <laughs> like, <laughs> with balloons. Um And what I love is that for about the first minute that he's in the air, we never actually see Gonzo floating free, right? Either it's a close-up of the puppet, which is presumably shot on the ground in many of these shots. Yeah. Balloons are at the very top of the frame. Like for a long time, it looks like the balloons are probably like suspended from a crane or something because we can't see the tops of the balloons. But then about a minute in, right after Doc Hopper and Max see him, we actually do see him just floating through the air. We can see it above and below him and it's jaw dropping. It looks Mm so cool.
1: Yeah. So there's a quote from Frank Oz actually from uh, an issue of dynamite magazine uh, around the time the great Muppet caper came out where he was talking about just the, the puppet effects. And he commented on how everyone always talked about Kermit riding a bike, but that, that wasn't even the hardest thing they had to shoot in the Muppet movie. And he said, this, the Gonzo flying with the balloons, was much harder to shoot than Kermit on the bike.
0: It makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, as far as I can tell, there are no shots where he's matted onto like a, a pre-existing shot of the scenery.
0: It, yeah, it doesn't look like
1: it. Yeah, so we have uh, mentioned a couple times this American cinematographer article that came out uh, when the Muppet movie was released. So there's an article in that that has uh, a little bit about how they actually did this there was what they call a monofilament which is just like a really thin wire so they did have a crane and then gonzo with the balloons was hanging by the monofilament from the crane and it was in some shots it's a remote control gonzo puppet so he can actually move around so it's all very effective and, and obviously they cut between that and close-ups of the hand puppet. And it's, it just, it's a great example of, of using different techniques to, to make something really convincing. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. Um, any, any thoughts you have about the puppetry effects here,
0: Julia?
2: Um, it's always been like, I don't know. It's just such like an iconic moment of the movie and for the Muppets in general. And it looks so cool on film. Um, all the different ways that they shoot Gonzo up in the air and, I I just think it's really fun, him, like, just having the time of his life as he's flying through the air, and he's, like, not concerned in the least that he's only being suspended by this bunch of balloons as he's, like, really far off the ground. Like, he couldn't <laughs> right. care less. It's it's a, I don't know, it's a lovely moment.
1: Yeah, he could plummet to his death at any moment, and he's all about that.
2: Yeah.
0: sure Yeah, there's no risk, there's no reward, right? <laughs> right. So, what then brings Gonzo back to Earth? Um, Doc Hopper and Max making their reappearance for the first time since minute 34. What
2: were they doing the last time they were in the movie? The
0: the last time we see them is when Fozzie pulls in front of the super light pop-off sign and the Studebaker blends in with the sign.
2: Ah, that's right. Okay.
0: And then they drive away and we don't see them again. They, Kerman and Fozzie, go trade in the car. Then they go to the county fair. No sign of Doc Hopper and Max through that whole thing. You know, Never Before, Never Again is in between there also. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's 13 minutes of screen time. And when they come back here, it feels like they've been gone an awful long time. Like, I was kind of like, maybe it's because we're only watching it two minutes at a time. But I was kind of like, oh, yeah, Doc Hopper and Max are in this movie. Nice to see (laughs) those guys. And Doc Hopper, of course, pulls out a rifle and, first of all, asks Max if that's a frog. Max says no. Doc Hopper decides he's going to shoot him anyway. Um, (laughs) And pulls out a rifle to take aim. And what I love is that Max doesn't want Doc Hopper to shoot anyone at all. So while driving, he sticks his hand out the window and tries to push the rifle down.
2: Yeah, and he does a really bad job at it.
0: <laughs> well, Max's heart is in the right place, but I'm not so sure that he's terribly competent.
2: That's fair. He also was looking through binoculars while he was driving a car. So he's also, <laughs> there's a lot of not great driving in these two minutes between him and what happens with Fozzie at the end.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) That's a really good point. There's no good driving in this clip.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: Anyways, what I was going to say, though, Fozzie, until the very end, like you mentioned the end, Fozzie is theoretically following Gonzo, right? And he stays on the road the whole time. So it would not be at all surprising if Fozzie were to just, like, start driving through fields to stay under Gonzo or something. Yeah. So actually, I think he shows very impressive restraint. (laughs) That's fair. Not
1: going off the road until the end. Or Gonzo was staying remarkably close to the highway. That's true. Yeah, just like through a remarkable, remarkable coincidence. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, because he's caught in the crosswinds. Yeah, I guess. So. That's <laughs> the crosswinds. The, crosswinds. the highways.
0: Yeah. Of course. So, but one thing that Fozzie does do that's terrible is while he's driving right here. Uh, opens the door and sticks his body out of the door to say it, to wave hi to Gonzo. (laughs) And Kermit has to pull him back in.
1: Yep. (laughs)
2: That's
0: the kind
1: of thing where I I get the feeling that as long as they already had a, a, a stunt driver in the trunk of this car, I mean, presumably they did this the same way they did with the Studebaker. As long I'm as sure you're already are. doing that with a driver in the trunk and a puppeteer in the front, like, you might as well have the puppeteer stick the puppet outside the door. Why not? It's, it doesn't seem that much more dangerous than what they were already doing.
0: Right. Although I kind of wonder if Frank and Jim ad-libbed that or came up with that on the day or something. Because it, it feels very loose. It feels like Fozzy like just kind of reacting in the moment. You know, it doesn't it doesn't need to happen.
1: Yeah, I would not be surprised. To fling
0: himself out the side of the car to leave at Gonzo.
1: <laughs> for for story purposes, you know? Yeah.
0: I don't know. But anyways, I love it. So um, then inevitably has to come back to Earth. And he does so with the help of a giant billboard for Aunt Amy's Custard Pies, which uh, I never noticed before. At the bottom of the sign, it says, at your local supermarket. So if anyone was wondering what it says on the sign under Aunt Amy's Custard Pies, that's what it says. I didn't even notice that.
2: Yeah, me neither.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've had to pause and look very closely. I, took, I had to look at like a couple of different shots to see it. Supermarket. I was hoping it was a joke, but it's not. Hmm. So the Fozzie swears off the road, hits the sign, and Aunt Amy's giant custard pie flings out of her hand and hits Doc Hopper's car. So there's no way that billboard would ever exist.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: Like, like that's what I love about it. Like. Why is the ham spring-loaded? Why is it a real pie? Why is she <laughs> holding the pie like she's going to throw it rather than serve it? Like, like nothing about it makes any logical sense at all. The
2: pie is it's also it's also fresh enough that Max can, like, eat it, and he's totally <laughs> fine eating it off of his car.
0: Right, which I love. That's such a great joke. Like, yeah. But, um, but you're right, exactly. Like, do they go up there every day and fill this tin with fresh whipped cream? Or something like it, it does nothing about it. it makes any sense but it's such a great perfect cartoon joke
1: yeah that yeah that billboard must be very expensive to maintain but right. um, yeah that whole sequence is so well done where it's like so Fozzie's distracted he's looking at gonzo hopper's aiming the gun Fozzie crashes into the billboard the pie hits the car hopper shoots the balloons gonzo falls it's it happens so fast and it's just so well executed.
0: Yes. And well and like Julia, like you mentioned, Max actually eats the whipped cream off of his windshield. Yep. Which means it's edible. Like even if this sign existed, they wouldn't have to put real whipped cream that you could eat. It could be any substance. But Max doesn't act like he's just eaten, you know, some kind of industrial product
1: or shaving cream or something.
2: Yeah yeah he doesn't spit it
0: out so it's that yeah that billboard is worth the investment (laughs) they sold a lot of pies
2: maybe they're really good pies
0: yeah i hope so man did you guys okay i don't know about you when i was a kid i wanted to get on amy's custard pies so bad (laughs) like every time i watch this movie i just be like oh i want a pie right now
1: yeah i don't know that i ever i I think i wanted pop-off soda more than i wanted an and Aunt Amy's custard pie. Huh?
0: You know that would be a fun poll to ask people which one they thought about more there, like, when they watch this There are two movies. kinds of
1: people in this world. <laughs> you're a pop-off soda person, or you're an Aunt Amy's custard pie person.
0: And the fact that we have one of each is why this podcast works.
2: Yeah. Aw. What uh, do you have thoughts on that topic, Julia? Uh, probably. I was probably more for the soda when I was a kid. Honestly. Uh,
1: yeah. So there's a tiebreaker. Get,
0: uh, yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll accept it. Um, but yeah, so Doc Hopper shoots Gonzo down, and Gonzo falls, he plops right onto the top of the car, and he, like, he sits down so perfectly, and there's this great clunk noise as he lands. It just seems like such a perfect landing that it seems to me like there must have been something guiding him down, but do we know what that was? Do we know exactly how they did that?
1: I don't know exactly. It didn't specify, but I would guess that it's just the same crane with that monofilament and they're just letting him down really slowly
0: yeah Um, although i kind of wonder if it isn't a special puppet or something because his legs and like butt just seems so solid when he lands you know it seems like a regular puppet would kind of
1: yeah it's probably not the regular gonzo puppet yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Um I actually do have some uh some notes on the effect of the pie. Oh cool. Uh so this is also from that American Cinematographer magazine. Uh and I think this person uh Joseph Westheimer was was involved in the like the the optical effects for the movie. Uh and he talked about how they actually originally tried to shoot it with the pie actually flying off the billboard and hitting Hopper's car like on on the location in camera the day of but it didn't work as soon as the car hit the billboard the pie would just kind of fall off the billboard instead of flying because that's what sure. would happen in real life So That makes sense. Yeah, so they they used optical effects and basically took an image of the pie like in the position that it would be if it were flying across the frame. And then they, uh, they, they made it look like it's flying out of the frame. Uh, and then they had to, uh, let me see what I wrote down here. They had to use a split screen then because in the original shot, the, the pie just fell down and landed next to, to, uh, the station wagon. So they had to use a split screen. I can't actually tell where it is just looking at it, but um, to cover up the part of the frame where the real pie landed and pieces of pie went flying everywhere. So it's a lot of work went into it and we just never think about it when we watch it. Huh? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. But worth it for sure.
0: For sure. Oh, it's, it's one of the best moments in the movie, I think. Um, So then these moments close with Gonzo back on the roof, sticks his head back down over the windshield. And we hear the same bling effect that we heard when he was on top of the Studebaker. And he says, I'm back. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And with with that, we are done with these two minutes. Yes. So any, any final thoughts before we close?
2: There's a lot of action in this one. Like compared to the last clip that we talked about, um, like, there's a lot that happens in that one, too, but this one is just, like, so jammed with action, like, Gonzo in the air, Doc Hopper has a gun, them running into the billboard. Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is weird, I think, that Doc Hopper has a gun here.
2: Has he had a gun before in the movie? Is this the first time that element is brought into the plot?
0: Yes, it is.
1: He has not okay. had a gun previously.
2: Cool. Brings up the stakes a little bit.
1: Yeah, I was actually startled to, to or, or just struck by the fact that this whole Gonzo flying sequence happens within two minutes of the movie. I guess it feels longer in my mind, but...
2: Same.
0: That that makes sense. Um, I, I really was pleased to see that it all was in this segment. That, like, this segment is its own little mini-movie about yeah. Gonzo taking off and flying around for a while and then landing. And it's yeah. like... Basically, nothing else happens. You could, like, show this to somebody as a self-contained scene.
1: If this were a short film, what would it be called? It would be called Part Heaven, Part Space. Ooh, nice. You, you went Aww. for the, that's not even a joke. You went for, like, that's that's a really good, that would actually be a really good title.
0: Yeah. I'd watch it. I'd make
1: it. I was going to say it would be called Look at Our Little Car Down There.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
1: a good one, too, Uh, I do have one more uh, note about something that was cut from the June 12th, 1978 draft of the script.
0: Our favorite Muppet item.
1: Yes. So we, we mentioned the fact that there's the billboard gag with pop off. And then there's this billboard gag with a pie on a billboard that turns out to be real in that draft of the script. There was an additional moment where Uh, the Muppets drive up to a seltzer factory, and on the front lawn of the seltzer factory is a giant seltzer bottle. Uh, So Fozzie drives behind the bottle, Hopper drives up, and the bottle squirts Hopper's limo with seltzer water, and it spins around and lands in a ditch, and the Muppets get away.
2: Um, I'll
1: say I'm kind of glad they didn't do that and the pie. Yeah. That would seem like too much. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like the same joke twice. Right. The pie is so effective. They really don't need to to follow it up.
0: Right. Julia, anything else to add before we go? This is this is your, your final appearance for the Muppet movie, so and anything else you want to get out there?
2: Uh, nothing to add about this clip. It's well, a great movie.
1: You're a big Gonzo fan, aren't you?
2: Oh, yeah. I am a huge Gonzo fan, so I was glad I got to, to do these two minutes that focused a bit on him. Um... So yeah, it's a great movie. Gonzo's a great character, and y'all are doing great work on this podcast.
0: Oh, thank uh, you. Thanks. Yeah. All
2: right.
0: all right, so that brings us down to the end of another one. Uh, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, on Facebook, on Twitter, all over the place. We are we are out there like Gonzo flying through the air. And uh, you in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Zeppo Marxist. You can follow Ryan at me Ryan Rowe. And Julia, remind our listeners where they can find you on the internet.
2: I am on Twitter at geekgirl.com or at geekgirlgrownup, um, and then all of my handles. If you ever want to find me, is at geekgirlgrownup.
0: Which is such a great Twitter handle. I
1: think I love yeah. that.
2: That's good. I snatched it up so they.
1: And you have many excellent articles in the Tough Pigs ar- uh, archives.
2: I do as well. Oh, and I also run the uh, the Muppet Tumblr, um, Never Too Old to Love Muppets, which I think I've been doing for about six years now, oh, so wow. you can always follow that for some Muppet content.
1: And that you update that regularly?
2: I do. I I believe I'm back to updating it daily. It was a little dead for just a few months, but it is back and running. Well, cool.
1: I'm not a Tumblr person, so I very rarely also, see any of that.
0: But... Also, um, I hope you don't mind if I plug a piece of your work that I really enjoy before you go. Sure. Years ago, you did a slam poem called Where the Fraggles Roam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is on YouTube. You, can, Our listeners can find it under that name. And it is one of my favorite things anyone has ever written about Muppets. So
2: I haven't go done watch that, that. I haven't done that poem in so long. I have several Muppet poems, but that one has like a very special place in my heart. Um, right, well,
0: so. I, I, think that, I think watching that poem was the first time I ever knew who you were. Like before we
1: met.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I'm pretty sure it was. I, I remember when I first came onto the Tough Pigs forums, um, all of y'all were just like, oh, you're the girl who did that poem. We were wondering why you weren't on these forums. And I was like, <laughs> well, here I am. And we've been friends ever since.
1: You found us.
0: It's a very Muppety story indeed, because it starts with a performance and ends with friendship. All Yay! Right. So <laughs> thank you again for being with us today, Julia. And uh, listeners, if you're so inclined, please give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all your friends to listen to the show. And most importantly, join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. Goodbye.
2: Bye.